Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawksfield at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome back to Hurt at Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We are live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube as we wrap up our number two here on Herd at Sports Radio, want to tell you about our friends at the Team Jack Foundation. Team Jack is doing everything they can to find better treatments for childhood brain cancer and eventually a cure. They're currently funding 13 projects and collaborating with national institutions such as Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, Columbia University, and more. Of course, they've got a huge project uh, with uh, University of Nebraska Med Center uh, with the creation of the Nebraska Childhood Brain Tumor Program. And you might be asking yourself, okay, you know, there's a lot of different uh, causes and things. Why is this one important? Well, first of all, obviously, uh, childhood brain tumors and cancer are incredibly serious, and the treatments are really out of date. It's been almost 50 years since the treatments that are currently used were developed, and they are highly toxic to the children. Even if they survive the brain tumor, they often are still left with lifelong issues due to these toxic treatments. The goal, find better treatments for now, and eventually one day find a cure that's why to date they've raised over 12 million dollars for this cause if you want to get involved you want to donate you know what want to know what events they've got going on make sure you go check out teamjackfoundation.org you can get gear you can donate directly on the website or find out how to get involved with events all at teamjackfoundation.org i'm a donator there you go, teamjackfoundation.org, a great cause, and uh, obviously fighting a, a very worthy cause there as well, and very, very closely tied to Nebraska mm-hmm. and Nebraska football, so uh, something very near and dear to our hearts there as well. Um, wanted to touch on something that Andy Kendi said uh, about Nebraska basketball there for a second. Um, dribble, asked, dribble, shoot. Dribble, dribble, shoot. I asked him about Nebraska's uh, kind of tournament resume a little bit there. Um, they currently, I, I like to use, obviously we talked to our friend Joe Lenardi. He's the OG godfather of bracketology. Obviously, I like to use his stuff. Um, I also like to go to Bracket Matrix because they compile uh, a bunch of different bracketologists. So you get sort of an average mm-hmm. of all of these mm-hmm. bracketologists um, currently. And as you get closer to March, more and more bracketologists put in their uh, put in their brackets. Currently, they have. Um, as of yesterday, most of these were put in either yesterday or on Monday. They've got just under 90 bracketologists that they're compiling right now. Nebraska currently sitting at a 10 seed. So 
um, if it's that 11 seed game, you kind of have to watch out for because that's where you get into that play-in game in right. Dayton. So they are kind of on that borderline. A win against Wisconsin would go a long way mm-hmm. to getting them off of or getting them further away from that play-in game 11 line, sort of that danger zone there um, that you don't necessarily want to be in. Um, they are – they are gonna. They've got a little bit of work to do in terms of seeding. I do think they're reasonably safe uh, in their tournament resume right now, but that's assuming their season continues to play out sort of how it has. I think maybe this is a hot take. You can tell me. I think they can lose tomorrow and not win any road games, and still have a pretty decent shot at making the NCAA tournament. That would leave them with 19 regular season wins, which is going to be right on the border there. You get to 20, I feel really good. Mm -hmm. 19, you're you're really kind of playing with fire there. You probably need a first-round Big Ten tournament win if you go in 19 regular season wins. But I I don't think it's impossible to not win a road game and not win against Wisconsin and still have a resume to get in. Now, Narrative-wise, you might have a hard time with the committee saying, like, hey, they didn't win a conference road game all year. That might be an issue. But resume-wise, I still think it's doable. So, uh, you know, I don't think it's as hot of a take as some people may ingest it. But I will say if Nebraska wins 19 games, they'll have to win two in the Big Ten tournament. That's for, that's fair. For me to feel comfortable sure. saying they're going to make it if they lose out the rest of the way. Uh, now – Nebraska is sitting at an 11 on bracketology, Mm -hmm. which is that play-in game, play-in territory, which, you know, as you said, they're kind of playing with fire at that point. But I kind of look at this like NFL playoffs, okay? Okay. So you had mentioned, like, they can get to 19 wins, you know, win one game and still probably be pretty good in the committee's eyes. But I think if they're in that scenario – they're kind of like one of those bubble teams in the NFL where it's like they have to win week 18 mm. in order to get into the playoffs. Fair. And, like, that's the territory I think Nebraska would be sitting in. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think it's a two-win Big Ten tournament versus a one. If you win two, you feel really good about I think that's in. where you, you win week 18 yes. in this scenario. You only, win, you only win one and you're waiting for somebody else to lose. Exactly. You're kind of watching those other scores. You're hoping that – in those mid-major conference tournaments, there's no upsets, so you don't have any bid stealers, if you will. Um, so I think that's totally fair. I, I'm on the same page with you there. I will say, if they win out at home, that would include a win against number six Wisconsin. I think they're in because that's 20 wins. You'd have two of the best wins in the country with mm-hmm. Purdue and Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, number one team and a top ten team. I don't. I think you're in if you beat Wisconsin and you win out at home, and that's that's not a crazy scenario. Because the other, the other home games are Michigan, Penn State, Minnesota, and Rutgers, all winnable games. Though you really don't have any games that you look at and you're like, oh, that's scary outside of Wisconsin. And to be fair, on the road, the only scary one you have is the next one against Illinois. I know Northwestern's a good team. That's a winnable game. I know Indiana is a, is a decent team. That's a winnable game on the road. At Ohio State, they're kind of struggling a little bit. That's a winnable game on their own. Same thing with Michigan. All the road games and all the home games outside of their next two games, Nebraska, if they're not favored, is going to be a coin flip in. 
So they're in a good spot in terms of how their schedule plays out. It's really not backloaded in terms of difficulty on the way out. But I, I know, I think the road game thing is more of a comfort thing for Husker fans and media than it is a necessity to make the tournament because I feel really uncomfortable with the idea of them not winning a conference road game all year. Like that makes me feel uneasy, but their resume is still very solid and they can get away with it. I just don't think you want to have to get away with it. You just have to remember too, though, that they had a very easy Mm non-con schedule. They did. Which can add to those win totals. So even if they get a win against Purdue and even if they get a win against Wisconsin, you have to remember they also have wins against, you know, Oregon State, who's not a good team. Yep. They have wins against, uh, well, I I mean, we can even go deeper in the non-con. I I mean, you like Florida A&M and your boys, Lindenwood. My alma mater. (laughs) Lindenwood, always up to no good. They don't don't have a strong non-con schedule. So, that's that's what worries me in the committee's eyes of saying, well, they don't have any road wins. They had like 12 wins to open the year, mm-hmm. and how many of them were actually good wins for this team? Uh, Kansas State. Kansas State, right? Michigan State's a good win. Michigan State was a good one, too. Pretty, so pretty good of, we'll just call it two of the yeah. 12, right? And so because of that, it's like, well, how are those numbers skewed in the eyes of uh, someone else? Mm-hmm. So. There's a lot of worry there if you don't win a road game, even if you just win all the all your home games. Now, here's where I think you could get interesting: mm-hmm. is if they lose against Wisconsin mm-hmm. and beat Illinois. Yeah, I think if I think that is actually I think that carries more weight. I agree than beating Wisconsin at home. I agree because it solves two problems for you: it's a quality win and it's a road win. And quality road wins are worth even more than quality home wins, even though Wisconsin's a little bit better. That could be their only road win, and they'd be fine. Yeah, you'd be fine, assuming you don't, like, crap the bed on the way out. But Mm -hmm. if that's your only road win, you're fine. Uh, For what it's worth, Ken Palm has Nebraska favored in six games the rest of the way out. Uh, Now, they have them losing three their next three they have them losing to wisconsin they have them losing to illinois they have them losing to wisconsin uh, to, to northwestern but then they have them winning six of their last seven which i think would get them in that put them at 21 wins uh 20 yeah i think 21 and uh 10 at that point and you'd be 10 and 10 in conference i believe my math is working. Carry the two. I, I don't know. Uh, I think you'd be, so. You'd be twenty-one and ten. You'd be either eleven and nine or ten and ten in conference. That gets you in. I feel pretty good about that. But you're right. I'd feel way better. I, I would trade a Wisconsin loss at home for an Illinois uh, win on the road. No questions asked. Because, like you said, that's two birds, one stone. Mm-hmm. You get two problems out of the way, and it would be. Again, it's late enough in the season too that it'll be fresh in the committee's memory. You'll feel pretty good about that. Now, uh, don't get blown out by Wisconsin. Yeah, you don't want because wanna... that will also be remembered. Yes, and you want to be more competitive than you were at Wisconsin because even though it was what a sixteen-point game, yeah, yeah, Nebraska uh, played 14. really well. No, sixteen. Like, yeah. they, they shot the ball well. Uh, they, they didn't they, play a lick of they, defense. They, though. they didn't play uh, no strong defense is right, but I, I was going to go like their their speed just didn't match Wisconsin's yeah. in that game. But it wasn't like they shot the ball horribly where yeah. it could have been 40. You need to be more competitive against Wisconsin 
Wisconsin than you were. If you do that and maybe get a win on the road at, at Illinois, I think you feel pretty good. For what it's worth, the bracket matrix has uh, the Creighton Blue Jays currently as a three seed. I saw that on Bracketology as well. Which would tie their highest seed ever in the NCAA tournament. So something to keep an eye out for there as well. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Brian Christopherson from Husker 24-7 Sports here on Herd at Sports Radio.